Welcome to episode 16 of the AV Geeks Assemble podcast. I'm Andrew, and once again, I'm your host this week. Uh, in this episode, for the first ever time, we have two special guests joining us to talk all things photography and aviation. So before we carry on, as always, we must emphasize again that our opinions are entirely our own, and that also goes for any of our guests either today or in any future episodes. But now that's out of the way, it's time for our guests to join us on this flight. We're still not quite sure on the final destination, but we'll see where it goes. But today we are very honoured to have with us Colonel Tucker Cinco Hamilton and Lockheed photographer Chad Belay. How are you, chaps? Doing great. We're doing good. Good. Nice one. An absolute honour to have you both on, by the way. So thank you for joining us. No problem. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah, no, like I say, an absolute pleasure. Looking, I've been looking forward to this one, um, of course. So obviously we'll get into that later on, obviously with my bias of my favourite fast jet, but we'll get into that in a bit later on. But um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, so obviously feel free, whoever goes first, but can you just tell us a bit about yourselves and um, how you sort of got into aviation then? Um, feel free, whoever wants to start. Go ahead, Cinco. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, uh, Snap. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, yeah, I have been a pilot in the Air Force for pretty much my entire career, uh, nearly 18 years of flying. Uh, and I kind of get got into aviation on a whim. I never really planned on being a pilot, uh, but I uh, didn't know what else I was going to do in the Air Force. I knew I wanted to serve. Uh, so right before graduating college, um, I wasn't eligible to fly, but they told me there was a waiver for my eye condition. I got a waiver. I got a pilot slot like two months before graduating. Um, and I went to pilot training. I almost quit pilot training numerous times because I actually thought it was kind of boring. Uh, <laughs> right. Which is crazy to me. Wow. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it was amazing. But when it came to like a lifetime of flying from point A to point B, I yeah. felt like I wanted something more. My wife convinced me to stick with it. And I'm so glad she did. Because then when I started flying, the F-15C is uh, what I began flying, single-seat air-to-air fighter. Uh, I just loved it. I loved uh, interfacing with the technology. I loved uh, being in a formation with other aircraft. Uh, and it just uh, came full circle. And I, I definitely um, have loved uh, an aviation career. But I kind of got in on it, not expecting to, right? not having this uh, this dream to do so. And, and I am so thankful that it uh, turned out the way it did. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was one of those where um, obviously you continued on that path and the rest is history, as they say. Um, Chad, um, obviously uh, yourself, obviously aviation and also photography as well. How did you sort of get into both of those sides of things? Uh, for myself, for photography, it was you know, in high school, kind of wanted to do something that allowed me to travel. And, um, you know, I grew up as a military brat out at Edwards. So I've always been around aviation at that point um went to school went to uh you know photography is commercial photography and then a fine art photography uh how i got involved into aviation is really much um kind of a just a luck of the draw it was not what i wanted to do after i got out of college um but uh struggled as a commercial photographer and then uh kind of did a full circle back to the antelope valley and i applied for a job out at uh, Edwards in the base photo lab, started working out there. Um, and then next thing I know, I, you know, I was like, I want to fly. 
in the back seat. And with about a year or so, they uh, spun me up training. And um, here we are almost 11 plus years later. I've been doing it since then. And I've just been lucky, to be honest with you. It was, you know, it's definitely not a path that I had set for doing and just everything kind of lined up perfectly. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate to be doing this for the length of time that I have been doing it and kind of just have enjoyed the ride since yeah. then. Kind of, it's yeah. funny because obviously with what you both do, the impression I just got from both of you there is neither of you had this in mind, what you do now. It's almost like a series of events and things like that has happened to get you here that you weren't planning mm-hmm. on doing. And here you are in these, uh, you know, these situations. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So do yeah, you, so, for- yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say, because I mean, as a kid, like as an Air Force brat, you know, I was like, I did want to be a pilot. I wanted to be a special ops guy. I wanted to be a fireman. Um, I was told I was too short to be a pilot. So I was like, all right, well, that's kind of out of the question. And then, you know, coming around and meeting pilots at my same height at, when I went to got in, I'm like, well, I could have been a pilot. Like, what yeah. the hell? So, yeah, yeah. but I got better of the best still. I can, I can take pictures, um, do my job and also uh, get stick time. Uh, every now and then for free so it's pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that is cool yeah andrew i mean one thing i mentioned to your listeners it's it's just a great example like you don't need to have it figured out right so often we think like we need to have this whole plan of how things are going to unfold and that's not true at all right like you're going to go through life and i think uh sometimes life's going to throw you some curves yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah. they're going to be amazing opportunities. Sometimes it's going to feel like failures, right? Like a, a turn down a dark path. But yeah. in the end, uh, you know, I think if you keep your head up and you're, um, you keep focused about like who you are as a person and yeah. pursuing that, like you'll find yourself in amazing opportunities that you didn't imagine. That's it. And I think obviously what comes with that as well is uh, keeping an open mind, uh, being open to experiences. Um, and to be fair, obviously, you said that, um, did you say it was your wife that said to continue on that path? Yeah. There you go. You know, li- maybe listen to those around you as well, but yeah. obviously trust your instincts sometimes. Um, and like I say, you could end up in a place you could never imagine, but it could yeah. be better than what you were previously looking for anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's an amazing message. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. Um- you know, I can add too. that was uh, before I got in this, I actually got out of photography for about two years and uh, it was more of just out of frustration and it wasn't getting where I thought I wanted to be at the time and took a different path um, for about two years. And that just ended up not being fun and enjoyable for myself. And then full path coming down here, got back into photography and, pretty much as I mentioned, got a job uh, back into it and spun up all the skill sets and everything again, and just push forward and, um, you know, pushing up to this point where I'm at today in my life and has made a living uh, doing aviation photography, both uh, on the side and for Lockheed uh, has been absolutely uh, extraordinary and awesome. And obviously with that being said, like you say, you, you took that break away from it to try something else. Again, there is never, you know, sometimes people are scared to do so. They're scared to sort of, they're like, this is what I know. This is what I'm good at. Maybe I should stick to it. Sometimes you try something else. Maybe it won't work out. 
yeah. maybe you do have to go back to other thing but unless you give it a go sometimes you don't know um yeah and like you say you know it nine times out of ten it can work out you you know as long as you've got the right support and things like that around you and the correct mindset you don't know what you could achieve you know so um yeah no that's that's really good um really nice insights there yeah um, but yeah no thank you both um appreciate the uh the introductions um we've just got a little bit of housekeeping to attend to before we carry on so as we've mentioned previously an audio only version of the podcast is also available on spotify and apple podcasts uh just search for av geeks assemble um and it should pop up and you can listen to us on there uh, if there are any other platforms you would like us to join, uh, let us know through DM on Instagram or Facebook. And we'd love it if you could share the podcast wherever you consume it with your friends and groups on social media, especially if you think it's something that they will enjoy, which who wouldn't enjoy this, I say. But, um, yeah, so that's our little bit of housekeeping done. Um, so, chaps, what we're going to do, obviously, it's a little bit different this time because there's only myself and two guests. Um, we usually like to do a little icebreaker. So the one we're going to do today um, is uh, a rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you, um, you know, so just for example, I'm going to say tea or coffee, and then we'll see if both of you answer the same thing or answer differently. And it just gives us a little insight into the things you'd like. So um, are you both happy with that? Uh, sounds good. <laughs> cool. Right. Let's, uh, let's have a little right. Um, tell you what, let's start with that one. Tea or coffee? E. Coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, cats or dogs? dogs? Dogs. That was, yeah, okay. Uh, Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Okay, okay. Uh, Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. <laughs> I can see why you both get along. <laughs> uh, music or podcast? Music. <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah. Uh, iOS or Android? iOS. I would say iOS. <laughs> it, there's a little bit of a hesitation there. Well, I've never, I've never bought in the 15 years. I've never had my personal phone, so uh, everything that's been handed to me by a company has been an uh, Apple phone. So right, okay, this what's given to me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, health food or junk food? Health food. <laughs> Yeah, I want to say health food, but it's probably like junk food. Yeah. <laughs> Look, no, yeah. You guys, you can be as honest as you want on here. <laughs> um, restaurant or nightclub? Restaurant. Yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Uh, running or cycling? Running. Cycling. Okay. <laughs> uh, adventure vacation or relaxing vacation? Adventure. Uh, yeah. I could go either both. way. Yeah. <laughs> I like to do tourist vacations. Okay. Yeah, that's that's usually enough. relaxing, but it's also not like rock climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. do like some excursions and things like that as opposed to scaling mountains and stuff. Yeah, fair enough. I'm with you on that by, one. Yeah. By myself, I'd say adventure with a family, try to relax. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Bad. Definitely. Um yeah. uh F35 or F22? <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is easy for me I, i'm waiting for chad to answer <laughs> i would say f35 to be honest with you the f22 okay. is okay but the f35 is way better oh nice see i love that answer and we're gonna get a few nibbles on that i'll tell you that much for free because the amount of times that it's come up in conversation with people and i've gone no f35 over everything i almost get 
in a funny way, I'd get abused for that one. They're like, F-22 this or that. And I'm like, no, no, F-22 can't hover like that. So, (laughs) Well, I'd say if I were dogfighting, like F-22 in a heartbeat. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's a nice diplomatic answer. I like that. Um, So this one, I'm not sure, because it depends whether how many you've been to. So air show or a base visit? I probably do air show. I go to so many bases; they don't really do anything for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Air show, you get a little bit more uh, from an air show. Yeah, I think. Yep. I mean, do you? Is is it quite a big? This might be a silly question, considering I'm on Instagram and I see all these things anyway. But from your guys' perspective, do you see a lot of the um, like um, people at bases? Um, photographing there, like doing base visits and seeing that. Do you do you see a lot of that, or is it not really? Mm, uh, not well. One, it's not allowed. I mean, unless it's an open air show, an open platform. Other right, than okay. daily operations, uh, if you're not um, certified to shoot on the base, and you're not going to, you're you're only going to be able to see a small amount of people who are assigned to uh, document. Uh, flight activities on any given day all right okay fair enough all right. i mean at least i mean at least where i've been and the bases that i've have been to and um have worked on it's you either get authorized or you're not authorized i mean yeah. unlike nellis where they have you know outside the gate line they have i've heard just uh tell spotters and they just sit there all day yeah, yeah. you know the the thing you can go in and out Edwards, uh, I would say if you got caught doing that, you'd definitely be in trouble for sure. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Um, Okay. Um, Props or jets? Jets. Jets, yeah. Yeah. Um, Coke or Pepsi? Neither. Pepsi. Neither. Okay. (laughs) Uh, TV or book? Book. I'd have to go to TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cinema or theater? Cinema. Yeah. Yeah, cinema. Yeah. yeah. Uh, winter or summer? Really depends. <laughs> like yeah, summer in Edward is at. miserable. Yeah. yeah. It's hotter <laughs> than heck right now outside. So, yeah. I grew up in the Rockies. I'd say winter. I like winter. Okay. It's, it's funny because it's technically meant to be summer here at the moment but we live in the uk so it's currently very gray and sort of mid temperatures we're waking up in the morning and needing jumpers at the moment which is really annoying but that's the uk for you uh beer or spirits beer neither neither okay i'm so boring (laughs) i basically just drink water i've had tea before I've never had coffee in my life and I've never had alcohol. Right. Okay. Fair or, enough. I don't drink soda either. I'm so boring. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, to be fair, nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. So this one's probably leaning more towards Chad, uh, but obviously with the uh, camera side of things, Canon, Nikon or Sony. <laughs> I don't really have any loyalty to either three. Um, right. Okay. But I mean, I currently shoot uh, Canon because again, that's, what is provided to me so right but i mean i've shot nikon i shot nikon in school and i've shot a few sony's but uh yeah when it comes down to it i mean you just put a camera in my hand it's a camera it's a tool i'll figure out how to use it 
I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Dinko, have you had much um, experience with cameras at all, or do you just prefer being on the other side of the lens? Well, no, I do not have. My mom was a <laughs> professional photographer. Okay. I was actually uh, at Eglin Air Force Base. I was the uh, test photography flight commander. So I was in charge of the photogs. Okay. But uh, they don't trust me with any of that. You don't you don't <laughs> want me taking anyone's picture. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, yeah, no, nice one. Cheers to that, guys. So that was our little rapid fire um, icebreaker questions. Um, so we always get some interesting questions and answers on that one. I do like that. In actual fact, I quite liked it with two guests because it's I've got Chad on top of my screen and I've got Cinco at the bottom. And every time I'm asking a question, <laughs> it's the reactions, it's like, Who's going to break first? Who's going to answer first? <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> um, right. So now, obviously, we've got um, we've got some questions now that have got a little bit more meat on their bones. Um, so these are questions that we've got, and also the ones that we've um, we've asked through our group, um, and you know that we've asked online that you know we've we've tried getting questions for you. So, um, Cinco, the first one is for yourself. Um, and the question was, what is the favorite aircraft that you've ever had the opportunity to fly? Well, it, as with so many answers, like it totally depends. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed in test pilot school. So in test pilot school, they're, they're teaching us how to fly things for the first time. Okay. Uh, so you go through the year and you learn to fly like 30 different aircraft Oh wow. to certain degrees, like some you get cleared to solo in. So you're the only pilot. Oftentimes you're with an instructor, but you do all the flying. They're just there to just make sure that you're not going to kill yourself. Right, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say uh, I enjoyed flying the Black Hawk the most. So okay. learning to fly helicopters is so different for a fighter pilot that it was really a lot of fun. It was a challenge and fun. And I would not want to be a helicopter pilot like all the time, but I yeah. really enjoyed that experience. Just being able to fly, like they they taught us how you know to be safe in it. But then the Blackhawk is actually quite intuitive and fairly easy to fly compared to a lot of other helicopters. Yeah. So we were like, you know, uh, out in um, Patuxent River. That's where we uh, learned to fly at the Naval Air Station there. But you're you know dropped into um, like a river bed and there's trees alongside you and you're just kind of you know flipping around. You feel um, like you have a lot of uh, control. So it's just such a cool experience that I, I definitely enjoyed that probably the most, uh, out of all the different things I got to fly at TPS. Okay. Uh, and that includes like, uh, a 10 is probably a close second. That was amazing to fly and went, shot the gun on that and dropped some bombs. Really oh. neat experience. No. So, yeah. Both of those are kind of my top two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously with that being said, so what, because the A10, it just looks in a good way. It just looks like a lump. It just looks like something that shouldn't fly. What's it like to fly, handling-wise, and things like that? Is it? No, it's simple, and that's the beauty of that that whole machine. Yeah, is it? It makes it so the pilot can focus on what's really important, which yeah. is what's going on underneath them. It's the same with the gun mech. The gun mech is amazing. It's super easy, right? Like if I want to shack the target. In like say an eagle, it, it takes her a viper. It takes some time getting used to, you know, how to fly the line correctly, when to pull the trigger, um, where to put the pipper so that the bullets go where you want to. In okay. the A10, they made a system that 
uh, one, you got, you know, humongous bullets. So that helps um, <laughs> you got a lot of them, uh, but it, it makes it really easy and simple and you're going slower, which really helps. Right. Uh, so I'd say in general, flying the aircraft is not complicated, which is exactly what you want, because what is complicated is making all those life and death decisions, Yeah, um, you know, in a heartbeat. Uh, that's what you want your pilot focused on, not, you know, like handling, you know, the beast. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, that's cool. That's really interesting. Um, Chad, over to yourself now. Um, so what is your dream aircraft to photograph and why? Uh, I would have to say the F-14 Tomcat. Um, and then for me, it was, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, with the top, you know, I was introduced to the 14 as a top gun, you know, that yeah. top gun movie, you know, that yeah. was like, that was the bad plane back then. And then, um, you know, just the wing, the, the wing swept configuration that it's able to do and just the different configurations that you could actually capture that and just the, the size of it and the mass of it. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a pretty memorable uh, photo shoot if I was able to chase one of those ever. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there was, there really was a spark that was, I was at an air show very young, you know, not a photographer at the time. And it was out at Edwards and they were building, it was at sunset and there was this F 14 Tomcat. It was at the right at um, sunset kind of right at dusk and it took off an afterburner and i remember listening to it and it was so loud and i was they had just it was across the ramp and cinco knows because i'm on the main ramp and it's you know it's it's good you know four football fields in length in in the distance and i remember it taking off in an afterburner and i'm watching that thing and i'm feeling it rumble rumble my chest from that <laughs> distance and it rotated and i remember watching the the burners hit the ground and go vertically, go up that way. And I was just, I was taken back. I'm like, that? <laughs> and it was at the same time at Top Gun too. So it all just combined. I'm like, that is a cool aircraft. And uh, yeah, I think just the way it looks. And uh, like I said, the wing swept for configuration, just like the B1. It's, there's such a slick aircraft to, uh, to chase. So yeah. yeah, I would say 14 Tomcat would be my choice. And a very good choice of that, I think. Um, to be fair, I think that's one of those aircraft that I I don't think I've ever even seen static, but it's got such a history behind it. And obviously, the obvious behind it is Top Gun yep. as well. Um, but it's just one of those that I think if you haven't seen it, you want to see it. Um, I mean, the dream would be to see it fly. Um, whether we get that opportunity in the future, probably not, but yeah. I'd love to even just see one static because like you say, this it's almost quite a physical presence by the looks of things. And it's a very, it very is. impressive looking aircraft. It's, it's, it's very intimidating and it's, uh, um, it's, you know, it's iconic to, and, and to a certain generation period too, you know, yeah. when you see it, like you can relate to like, I know, I know where that's from kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I'd say my second would be like probably F one seventeen would be yeah. the second choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah any exactly. angle on that is it's such a different aircraft. It looks so different. Yeah, which I've chased before, but it's still a cool jet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cinco, have you uh, obviously continuing on from what Chad has just said? Have you ever had any experiences with F fourteens at all? Or mm -mm. no, I have not. I'm. I mean, it's I'm familiar with it, and I've seen it in person like in a museum, 
Yeah, you know, just an amazing beast of an aircraft. It uh, it it really helped bridge the gap between our Vietnam era fighters and the F uh, fifteen and the F eighteen. F-16, right? It was kind of in between um, them. And, and so I think it really established, um, it's like all these fighters are all stair steps to each other, right? So it established a foundation that was so strong that allowed us to have, you know, the the fighters that um, we still fly today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's cool. Um, so this is a question for both of you. Uh, but you might have different answers. So uh, what's your most memorable experience of working together? <laughs> oh, do you want to go Cinco or do you want me to go? I, no, I mean, you can I, go first, man. You can go first. It may be the same one. I was, <laughs> I, well, I was looking at that question and I was thinking I, there's so many, um, God, there's so many. And, the one thing that really came to mind was uh, it wasn't an aerial chase. It was an actually a ground shoot that we did. And uh, it was uh, for a year in review um, video project that we do every year. And it was the AF1 hangar interview that I did with Cinco mm-hmm. in this hangar. Um, and what made it so memorable was we had an F, we had a, a AF1 in the hangar. It was that night, uh, I lit it up and was interviewing him to, uh, for the video and he forgot what sparked it, but he ended up taking, um, his, uh, four, patch off. And he did this dialogue that I could not have asked or even thought about, uh, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't have asked him to do it, you know, any better. I mean, I think it was more, it was a very spontaneous emotional moment that I've never seen ever in my life of doing interviews of any of the commanders that I've done uh, in the years that I've been doing this. And I mean, it gives me chills just thinking about it right now, because I mean, from my perspective, what I was seeing and hearing was uh, just, it was breathtaking and the background and just it it was an unbelievable moment for me and that was really the truth like a moment that i saw like a commander that was so passionate in everything that he did up to that point was just um it was i i, I don't even know the word to look for but it was <laughs> something wow. that it is yeah it was a great moment to me to be honest with you that's amazing that, that would be my that that would be my most memorable experience Okay. with uh with cinco cinco again, we, we, again we've had we've had a lot trust me yeah yeah of course cinco and i have um i think i've had more interaction with cinco than i've had any other inter or uh commander in my time out here so <laughs> i think that's one that really stucks with me i was about to say by the sounds of things that stuck out like that's one almost as though you didn't need to think about it. Like that was the first thing that came to mind hearing and seeing that question. Yeah. 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 And I I don't, I don't think, I don't think I even had a question. It was just, he just went to town and it was just like, don't stop recording. It it was gold. It was absolutely gold to be honest with you. It gives me chills every time I do watch the video. That was, that was unbelievably beautiful. 
<laughs> I mean, what what was obviously? Forgive me if you can't answer the question, but what what was it an interview about as such? Do we, is that is that something we can talk about or? No, yeah, that's fine. So we do a year in review video. Uh, we've been doing a year in review video for like the past decade, and just like you know, it's a it's a recap of what the program has done okay. out at Edwards and um, the testing and stuff like that. So, and every year is different. Uh, some years we interview the the commander. Some years we don't. We get a narrative. We write up a script as best we can, and we try to show what we can uh, throughout the year that we've tested. And I think this year, 2017, it was an anniversary uh, for, I think, the program, maybe, maybe Cinco. Yeah, um, it was the 75th anniversary for the squadron. Yeah. Right, yep. okay. Yeah, so, and it was, uh, so that it really meant a lot to do this video and really show the highlight of where the program uh the squadron has really come from from back when it was a bomber squadron up into what it is what it was to that day and um just everybody who makes the program for what it is and all the drive and and sweat and that they do and just to get the you know the assets up and test them and so we can get what we can and pass that on to uh you know the operational tests and get it out to the field and partners and so forth so there's a lot of emotion into that mm -hmm. interview that I felt. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna joke and say I don't remember what you're talking about, Chad. Um, <laughs> I know you do. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't, no, but I totally remember. Because, yeah, we had we had a great relationship, um, and the the photogs are extremely, I mean, extremely important um, for the mission what we're doing because first and foremost they collect data, like extremely necessary flight test data is captured by cameras and a lot of time those cameras are in a chase aircraft you know um beyond that though they're the great communicators right yeah. through their medium they are communicating um what the squadron is doing they're communicating the performance of the aircraft um they are um providing uh senior leaders information usually through some type of media you know format um to allow them to make certain decisions or they're communicating to the public like what's going on i think it's very important that our our entire uh free world right because especially with the f-35 needs to know the truth about the f-35 and yeah. one way to do that is to show them the truth about the f-35 through video and that's what you know the the team does because everyone deserves to hear that right yeah it's costing all of us so much money. Like yeah. we should know why this is the preeminent fighter of the 21st century. Yeah. And that's one thing the photogs bring to it. And yeah. I remember that shoot for sure. Um, I was fairly new as a commander and we were celebrating like a, a thing and, and Chad would always set up these amazing shoots where, um, I mean, one was like, there's like smoke machines going off and it was, <laughs> It was all like we would do it like after hours at night and light up the hangar in a certain way. And um, Chad probably doesn't remember all the specifics because he I mean, a lot of that was his direction. It was us working with each other and him being yeah. like, you know, I think it was like I grabbed a patch off my shoulder and I started talking about the fabric that like created this fat, uh, mm -hmm. this patch and how that represents the fabric and the different aspects of the, the unit over the years and how we've created something very important. And, you know, I'm, I'm not doing that justice, yeah. but it was really like, 
the direction that you know that Chad and the the atmosphere that he provided to um, allow me to communicate that. Yeah. And in general, there were many instances where he just was like a maestro of uh, you know not just the photog, but really directing like how uh, we could communicate certain aspects of what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and if that was in a video, and you guys have seen a lot of the videos. You've seen a lot of videos through Instagram. I post like almost exclusively the videos that Chad and the other photogs there in the 461st to put together, yeah. um, you know, to be able to share. And I, so I, I'll go off and say um, my, and I think it, it's tough sometimes to know who is in which mission that we did, yeah. but yeah. snap, I could have sworn, <laughs> weren't you in the 9X mission? Um, I was, but, sorry. Yeah. I was, um, yeah, I was in quite a few. I, I was thinking about those today as well. Some of those are very uh, memorable as well. Yeah, one of them. So I have to hit a point where I'm diving at the ocean at like 700 KCAS, something like 800 miles an hour. Yeah. At 2,000 feet, I need to basically do a 9G break turn. Yeah. And I need to, <laughs> and I need to shoot off a 9X missile. So at 2,000 feet, you're diving pretty, like going towards the ocean, you need to do a 9G break turn. And while you're holding 9Gs, you got to fire off this missile. Um, and then uh, I, I think you're on this one where I screwed it up actually, where I, I only pressed the pickle button for like one second instead of this one aircraft, you needed to press it for longer. Just this one aircraft, this one test aircraft, because yeah. it needed to do something extra. And I didn't, like I'm so used to hitting the pickle button quick and I like I hit, hit it quick and let go and the missile didn't come off. Um, but you know, like I had to divert to a Navy airfield and there was all this thing, but the crazy thing for me was always, I'm sitting here trying to do this 2000 foot nine G break turn and press the pickle button while the entire time Chad is off my wing at like 2000 feet in another aircraft, having to hold up this camera at nine G's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just imagine him in the back, like, cause it, Nine times the force of gravity, right? So your yeah, twenty yeah. pound camera <laughs> yeah. is very heavy, you know. And trying <laughs> yes. to capture this data is he's like having to sit on my wing the entire time. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. Like we don't always give uh, the photogs credit for like they have to actually hang with everything we're doing, and then like frame a picture yeah. or a video. Yes, that's funny. Well, that that was that would probably been my second memorable stuff was the nine X stuff, which are, uh, as Cinco, um, described with detail, that's exactly how it is. And to, I may add that, you know, there, there's so much that the pilot is doing inside that cockpit and sometimes they can give us a countdown, but it's only like, you know, pickle in three, you got to mentally go three, two, one, the G's come on you're trying to hold the camera and you're, you know, there's luckily there, they don't record my audio. Cause there's a lot of times I'm just, I'm screaming and cussing and just <laughs> like pickle, like go off, go off, go off. This is really not comfortable right now. But, uh, I do. Yes. I do remember that because it's, it's disappointing too. It's like, Oh man, you're like, we didn't get it. You know, it's kind of like, you got to come back and do it again, you know, in the future. But uh, yeah, those are definitely a, one to keep in the pockets and think about of how lucky we are to get to see the things we get to see and do the things we do with uh, such great pilots as Cinco and so many other guys yeah. that uh, do the do the mission for us. So, 
it's just funny because you don't like as we're seeing because you know obviously you're pulling nine g's holding a camera your automatic reaction isn't to think hang on a second that camera is all of a sudden nine times heavier isn't it as such you don't think about it because there's times obviously i know it's different but there's times you can be holding a camera with a big lens for a few hours and you're there going oh my arms you know yeah. what i mean my shoulders right, are hurting yeah. a little bit but nine g's i dread to imagine how much effort it must take to Chad, did that take a little while to get used to, or have you had to get used to it, or is it is it quite a rare occurrence then? Uh, during that time, it um, it was just, we did a lot where it was uh, reoccurring almost weekly, right, right. Cinco? Um, oh, yeah. And it was just that particular. Well, there was that particular program and another program that required uh, some high G maneuvers, and yeah. so you know it was definitely a built up to that time. But the first time we had to do it, we're I think my first reaction was, you know, I was like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> like, you want me to do what? In <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And uh, so, you know, and, and as, as you go through the flights and stuff, you figure out like, well, uh, I'm only going to carry one camera. Um, I'm not going to hold two cameras up into nine G's because it's absolutely impossible. <laughs> so you figure out, and as you go, you figure out and you build the tolerance to the G's. I mean, the more you pull G's, the more your body is uh, in tolerance to those. So it's not as bad. And okay. so you're really thinking about really, to be honest with you, I mean, for me, I can't speak for any of my other, uh, you know, coworkers is you're thinking about the shot, whatever it takes to get the shot within the safety um, perimeters, you do that. You know, yeah. uh, we have all of ours, it's all written in safety of how far we got to be close and we try to maintain as best we can with our configurations and stuff. But uh, as you go on, you figure out um, how you can hold the camera and little tools that you can to kind of press it against your body and get the shot. Yeah. And it just, it kind of, it's a buildup process to be honest with me. But when you haven't flown in three months and then they come tell you like, Oh, we're going to go do a six G pole. You're like, <laughs> are you kidding me, dude? Like I haven't flown in three months and you want me to do that? Like, that's not going to be very comfortable. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah, the yeah. beauty. It's it's the beauty of flight test, right? And that's why I think, you know, as Chad was alluding to this speech that I gave, you know, whatever, uh, you know, back in 2017, I, I'm sure it was a very genuine emotion that I was having. Um, and I remember it because it is like, it. it is so amazing to me to think back about all the people that have impacted uh, the F-35 program in yeah. particular, like that moment. Mm -hmm. um, but flight tests in general is just this huge team sport. Like yeah. it is such a unique skill set to be able to, and a needed skill set to test our aircraft. But that's the engineers developing test programs. That's our photogs. They're collecting data that are, that's our chase aircraft. That's our support aircraft. Um, you know, the list goes on and on each one of our missions with the instrumentation techs that have to load up special um, pods that could collect the data correctly. Uh, yeah. You have maintainers that are like working on aircraft that don't even have tech orders yet, like trying to figure out like, how are we supposed to maintain this when this thing breaks? Because no one else has, you know, figured that out yet. No one's had to deal with this before. Yeah. Um, so yeah. when you get a, a program like that put together, we're we as a nation are asking a lot of a very small group of people that are delivering day in and day out to make sure that we're getting the capability that the taxpayer deserves and paid for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it, if I can add on that too, Seiko is, is the pressure that these people, that the team, I should say the people, the team get from higher ups, you know, especially on a program such as, you know, the F 35, that there's pressure constantly coming down. And uh, I think from my perspective that I've seen, I think that the team, you know, the outside world doesn't see that. They just see the, the end results. Like, Oh, you know, look what the pilot did. It's like, no, I think it'll allude to it. It's a large team of people yeah. who have this pressure to get it done, but they work like they almost push the pressure to the side. Like, Hey, we know what the mission is. We'll get the mission done. And yeah. the end result is this. And yeah, uh, I think that needs to be pointed out as well. You know, there's a lot of pressure that comes, especially as a commander who comes down and he's kind of the shield to say, Hey, we got it. We have a team. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, execute this as safely as, as we can. We'll get the job done. And there's always, if we don't get it done today, there's always tomorrow that we can get it done. It's not, there's no rush to get it done and hurt, you know, get somebody killed or something like that. Yeah. doesn't work. Stop, step back. So. And to work together closely with contractors, right? Like we as a team at Edwards were contractors and government, uh, civilians and military. And we never felt like it was an us versus them. It was always like, I didn't even know if people were contractors or working for the government as government civilians, because we had to approach it as one team, one fight. And I... Um, I never plan on working for Lockheed Martin, so I feel like I can say this. I was thoroughly impressed with their act because uh, there are amazing, um, there are amazing people working for these companies that are not worried about the bottom line. They're worried about national security. They're worried yeah. about creating a product that is useful for all the partners, right? Yeah. And that was really great. I really. Uh, really loved that aspect of it because yeah i think there's always a mentality like oh well lockheed martin they're just trying to the bottom line they're just trying to make their shareholders happy well some people lockheed are right and that's yeah. kind of their job because it's yeah, a company yeah. yeah yeah of course yeah but most people it's are corporate not. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean to be fair what we've been saying here is actually a very very good segue into what our next question was which again was for both of you um, which is basically so. What what's the typical brief for shooting the F thirty five from both a pilot and photographer's perspective? So, for example, are there limitations and things you can't do because it's such a modern airframe? Well, I can talk about a quick brief. Um, we probably can't get into too many specifics about like what you can and can't shoot because there are things that we um, limit right on like getting out there because it's a war plane, yes, right? And we want to make sure that. Um, we don't, uh, that there's aspects of it that, um, that are unknown, if you will. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, in in general, the briefing, uh, was, uh, if it required a photog, which during my time, there was a lot of missions, um, we would usually prep with the photog before the brief. So days before to talk about what the shot would look like and what data was needed. And then the day of brief was just typically, a very long day of like 12 or 14 hours. Um, you brief for about an hour to an hour and a half. You take about an hour to get out to the aircraft and get the aircraft started. And then the um, the formation would t- take off and go fly like a four hour mission. Um, okay. And so, yeah, briefing that was just like, what are the test points? What are the test cards? What are the communication we're going to use? What's the go, no go for different air, uh, for different requirements like, 
do we need both cameras? Do we need a video camera and the still photos? Yeah. Um, and like, what about the weather? Does, you know, are there certain requirements? Are there things that we have to be careful of, um, you know, taking a photograph? I mean, some of it was silly. Like we'd fly with a KC-46, but we couldn't take a picture necessarily of the KC-46 yet because it wasn't cleared. You know, that was like bureaucratic. Yeah. You're not allowed to take a picture of that yet if you're part of this program. Yeah. You know, so there's some of those things that you need to go through. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, Chad, I don't know. What do you got to add? Um, I, I think I would add that, you know, each uh, mission is was, you know, obviously different. Um, if there was a photo required, we would go through the, the flow plan, as Cinco mentioned, basically uh, prepping it. What's the requirements from us uh, and so forth? And how are we going to safely... if effectively execute the test uh calm flow what what i what the photog should expect from the pilot what the pilot what his contract is to us uh keeping everybody safe and moving forward if it was just um you know and that's for a data required flight you know such as like uh the 9x or other um assets being deployed uh off of the f-35 is that but when it comes down to more of a prof thing it's a little it flows a little different yeah um and how we how we do it but it's still you still brief the card how we're going to do it how we're going to effectively uh execute the the flight and you know get the shots we can and and they added to like after these missions after we do a four-hour missions or given time that it's always like hey if we have an extra gas in 10 minutes can you give yeah. me 10 minutes of your free time and try to get some pr shots and that's where um the communication with them too so after four hours of a flight you know we try to brief into some cards and execute those as well uh, okay. when time matters so yeah. And that's a good point, Andrew. I, I'd love to uh, highlight more. We, I don't think, really ever went out the door with just being like, at the end of our mission, uh, just take some pictures of me. Okay. Right? Like yeah. we briefed very specifically all the things that you yeah. see of me, like a photo over like a weird, uh, disgusting, like looking pond. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Like we would brief, like you're going to go, this is the, this is the card. Yeah. You're going to go over this pond. You're going to be at this altitude. I'm going to be on your right wing. We're, or you're going to be with this other aircraft. You're going to do a cross under. It was all very scripted because um, we, we can't afford to just uh, cowboy it up. Yeah. Right. And just yeah. like, Hey, yeah, this is going to be great. Take a picture of me inverted while I'm like, you know, it had to yeah. all be like approved. Yeah. There was a process to everything that we were doing, which yeah. is important. People don't realize how methodical, you know, our, our life was. Yeah. 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 Cool. So it's, it's almost like, you know, what the shot looks like before you've taken it as such, then you just need that evidence and that proof in the flesh then at that point. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's more just uh, having an essay, you know I mean? If you're trying to do it on the fly, like, you know, everyone knows like, Hey, the boron mines fly to the East corner. And I want you to do a 360. Well, you're trying to communicate between me and my pilot, my pilot community that that's just, it's, that's a bad, that's a no, no. I mean, that's yeah. how things get confused and that's how you swap paints and people die. Yeah, um, so there was, you know, as Cinco said, you know, if there's, if we could do it, it was always, you know, Hey, here's a card. This is the angle that I'm looking at. I will be directive and tell you what I need and where we need to go and do it. But at least he has a perspective like, okay, I'm going to go here 
I'm going to turn. We're going to be chasing you. We're going to level off, knock it off and move to the next card. So everything was uh, well scripted out as best as possible, pushing forward. And before we walk out the door, everyone was on the same game plan, was on the same game plan, going out the door, knowing um, what we're going to do from test to execution to RTB. And that's how it should work out. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of people, I can add real quick. So a lot of people think like, oh, you you know, you have such a great job and, but people don't understand what it takes to get those, those shots, especially out at Edwards where it's a flight test community where we've got to, if we can get five minutes after a four hour mission to get something, that's the time that we have. Yeah. There's not too many times where we're going to be like, Hey, we're going to launch an F-35 and a 16, you guys are going to go out and do a photo op. Yeah, those do happen, but yeah. it's very rare. So, yeah, so I was yeah. like, "Hey, dude, you got five minutes. We got an RTB gas, right?" And they're like, "Okay, cool. Oh, try to do something and yeah, yeah. walk away." Yeah. So, I mean, with with that being said, like obviously, because it, it sounds as obviously it's very important the whole build up, the brief, the making sure obviously the health and safety, making sure everyone knows. But even with that being said, even though you're following very very strict, almost like a script, like you say. Do you still both find that element of enjoyment in that? So even though it's pretty much, you know what you're doing, we need to do it like this. It must be done in this exact way and like that. Do you still find yourself smiling at what you're doing? I do a lot. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had my times where I've had a split second going, this job sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know but There was that split second when I look over and I'm either next to an F-35, a, you know, f22 and like man this is this is actually this is pretty darn cool yeah i mean i'm a i'm a part of a team of a very small team that gets to do what i get to do and uh very honored and you know there's many times you just walk away and like it never gets old to be honest with you no matter what you do it it would be a hard thing to walk away from yeah (laughs) no it's a it's a, I like the question. Um, it kind of makes me think of someone asked me recently, like, are you happy? And they're like, are, you know, are you just in general happy? Um, and yeah. I was like, well, that's such a, a funny emotion to be pursuing because yeah. it's, I think it's fleeting and it's distracting and it's not about being happy. Right. Like I think of it more as am I, am I filled, um, with a purpose uh, is there joy in what I'm doing? And that joy doesn't always mean like happy elation. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I was always extremely fulfilled, satisfied, um, and many times happy, yeah. uh, but it was because we were, um, because we were doing something important and we were doing it really well. Yeah. And, and that was, um, a sense of joy that is beyond happiness um, so yeah, in general, I always felt very fulfilled, uh, even though we weren't as spontaneous as people may imagine, yeah. uh, you don't want to be spontaneous when you're flying at 800 miles an hour yeah. right, close to the ground. You, you want to be scripted. You want to, um, you know, uh, you want to mitigate risk and be safe and effective and efficient, but yeah, it, it was so fulfilling, uh, because we were really good at what we did and we knew it took all of us. Yeah, you know, it was like the Super Bowl every day, and we knew we were the team that yeah. needed to go accomplish it, and it was yeah. like super um, satisfying. Yeah, well, because of course yeah. the thing is, regardless of what the mission is that day, 
like you say about being spontaneous regardless of the mission at the end of the day you want to be able to walk home you know you want to go home so like you say yeah. there, there may not be that much spontaneity in it but at the end of the day you get to go home without a scratch on you because it's been that well planned yeah yeah exactly awesome yeah um so Cinco, we've got one for you personally now um so what plane did you not test pilot that you wish you had done and why Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean well i would say i could even go to like um i mean if if space is in the the realm here right like spaceship one like that seems like it'd be awesome to test fly develop you know like the feather mechanism and develop um the process in order to safely take uh you know customers up to the uh the the edges of space that'd yeah. be pretty cool and that's real like what virgin galactic has done is real test flying yeah. right? like yeah. that is kind of like stick and rudder kind of stuff from the 70s and 60s 50s um it's not autonomous you know like blue origin's amazing what they've done is cool but it's all yeah. like an autonomous you don't need a pilot or anything. Yeah. So yeah. that type of work uh, would have been really fun to be a part of. And I'm really proud of um, where that team is, you know, gotten that platform right now. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Nice. It's amazing what they do. Right. So Chad, we've got one for you. Um, obviously we asked the um, joint question of most memorable experience working together. Yeah. But for you personally, um, what's your favorite ever Lockheed photo shoot? Again, uh, there's a laundry list of them. Yeah. Uh, and going, you know, rambling through the Rolex, thinking about all that kind of stuff. And I would say, you know, for me, there was a, it was an AIM 9X flight that we did. Uh, the pilot at the time, it was early in the program. It was, uh, it was quite, I wouldn't say it was, I mean, it was definitely risky, but, uh, he did a negative, uh, wings up kind of slice with a negative, uh, like a negative one or two nose down dive. And for us to chase it, I had to, we had to, the chase pipe, the chase had to come up on top. And I was basically looking down through him with the Pacific ocean in the background. Yeah. And it wasn't by any means, you know, typically when we do something like that, we're within wings, wing, wing to wing, and we're trying to get the shot, but due to the difficulty of his maneuver, yeah, we had to get up there and, uh, um, you know, I can't do my job unless I have a great pilot. I mean, yeah. my pilots make me get what I can. And, uh, if it wasn't for them, it, my job would be too hard, but it was, it was all timing. It was perfect timing. And we end up, he ended up coming down. We end up, my pilot ended up basically holding up this way looking down on it and uh you know he launched the uh the weapons and the audio i remember my pilot and i just screaming like in joyfulness that we just <laughs> captured that and then we were just like i can't believe we just got that yeah and uh i remember we uh and, and it was class it was classified at the time it's been declassed but uh i remember the video being shown to uh the uh, weapons specialist at the time. And I remember him saying that was like the, one of the best videos he's ever seen of that particular weapon being released. And uh, I think that was definitely a takeaway. It was like, man, that, that right there is why I do what I do is to get that shot right there. And it was pretty dynamic. So 
at the end of the day, I couldn't do my job without the pilots that I fly with. And, uh, you know, they just, I never consider myself good. I just consider myself lucky. And it's the pilots who make me look good. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I, so yeah, I would say that that's, that's probably one of my best. I mean, I've had a laundry list. I've done the, the last F-117 flight formation before uh, they, oh, wow. they went detached. Um, yeah. I've done tons of ground stuff, man. But yeah, that's, that's one of those where every time I see the video or the photo, I just like, man, that was, that was pretty dynamic. So yeah, I would take that's away awesome. with that. Is that, um, is that something that you've posted up before? Is that accessible? Is that not visible to the public? Um, I've saying? never posted it. No, I've never posted it before. Uh, uh, I don't think I've posted the shot, but I think, I think I have it somewhere. I could probably post it and it's, it's a pretty dynamic. I, it was actually, I shot video of it. So there's, I had to do a video still, so it's not that great of a still, but it's still, you're looking down at it Yeah. and you know, you got this F-35 sky blue water and you know, you're just like, how the heck did you get that shot? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. I'll tell you what, yeah, if you are allowed to share that, we'd love to see that. That sounds epic. I can see what I can, uh, I can dig up. I got to dig up, but I can share for sure on Instagram. Awesome. Nice one. Cheers. Yep. Um, Right. So the final question that we've had, obviously, from Instagram, things like that, uh, goes to Cinco. Um, So the question was, uh, how do you adapt from being sort of, in want of a better word, a normal pilot? To being a test pilot you train it's a lot of preparation for those test missions so to be a test pilot you had to have flown for around six to eight years as an operational pilot combat ready pilot yeah um, and then you get selected for test pilot school you go through a year-long training then after that year-long training you go through even more training to get totally spun up in your aircraft that you're going to test okay. and so it is um it's very different flying I mean, it depends on kind of what missions you're doing, but it it is different. Um, you're working with a team. It's much more about how you work with people than it is about your own skill. Yeah. As a combat pilot, it's more about your own skill. Um, and so it was um, something that they prepared us for through uh, years of training. Yeah. And it is like some pilots would find it um, boring because there's some missions that are boring. Okay. Um, I never found them boring. I always felt like there was something I could be evaluating or looking at, even when I was at times like doing, you know, kind of circles in the sky, uh, looking at one thing with my sensor and they were just evaluating how the sensor was doing. Um, you know, I think if you're proactive, you can be fulfilled even in those moments. Um, so I think it's just having a, a mindset that is all about the team and a mindset that is all about um you know, uh, evaluating and trying to make something, make the systems better yeah. uh, and you'll be successful. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously with that being said, this, this might be a silly question, but I'm not sure. So, um, when you said obviously about, um, going to the aircraft that you're going to be test piloting, did you get a choice where you wanted to, did you choose F-35 or, or is that selected for you or is it what's available? Yeah, it, it's a little, um, you fly something before you go test by school and you're going to like most likely test that airframe afterwards. Yeah. So I've, I flew F-15s. I went to test by school. I tested F-15s. Okay. And then, um, they, 
the F-35 program, at least at the beginning, you had to be an experienced test pilot. So not just through test pilot school, but experienced test pilot to get pulled back into the program. Right. Okay. And so I got involved with the F-35 program office and that allowed me to be competitive for leadership positions in the F-35. Yeah. So then I, I filled leadership positions, which is competitively selected, um, you know, based on your rank and where you're at in your career. Yeah. Uh, and I got I got selected basically to be first the director of operations of F-35 for a year out yeah. at Edwards. Yeah. So that meant I ran the operations for a year. And then I got uh, selected again uh, competitively to be the squadron commander. And then I, I led that effort for a few years. Okay. Yeah. So it. it the F-35 is a little bit different because it was new, but you usually yeah. test what whatever you flew beforehand. Okay. Oh, all right. That's cool. Um, one more I've just thought of as well, actually, and obviously feel free to answer or not, but it's one that I always find interesting and I think everyone else does. So obviously your call sign, Cinco. Are we allowed to know where that's come from or...? Well, I do tell, I mean, I've definitely told some folks, you know, it's out there. Um, you know, on podcasts, I guess, uh, in the past. Okay. I mean, I don't mind telling this story, but it, it's a few minutes. So yeah. it's up yeah. to you guys if you want to hear. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Snap, have you heard my call sign story before? I I don't think I have, but I'd be interested to hear. There I might have. It's been it's been it's been five, you know, it's almost been what five, seven yeah. years. So yeah. <laughs> you I'm, I'm I mean, usually you just share your call sign story over like a beverage, but as indicated, <laughs> I don't even drink. It's, it's funny, sorry, just before, we, it's funny you say that because like I say we spoke to um, an F-15 pilot uh, whose call sign was Panic and he literally said to us, because we asked the same question, he said, usually you'd have to buy me a beer and I'd have to answer it over that. <laughs> because we're yeah. on different sides of the pond, we'll, have, we'll, you know, yeah. we'll call it quits and you'll just owe me one. So maybe yeah. we'll do the same here, but we'll owe you a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You owe me a drink of some sort. That's it, yeah. <laughs> really good water. Um, okay, so... We all get our call signs, a majority, because we do something stupid right, <laughs> in the plane, as a very young wingman. And then you get that call sign, and that's with you for the rest of your career. Okay. Um, okay, so my call sign is Cinco, spelled like the Spanish number five. Uh, so there I was, a brand new wingman. Uh, we were doing what we call offensive counter-air. So I'm in my F-15C air-to-air fighter. I'm on my, my flight lead's wing, and we're going down... Um, into the battlefield airspace in a training mission. And our mission is to sweep out all the bad guys in front of us. The bad guys are just people from our squadron that are flying F-15s as well. They're just pretending to be bad guys that day. We call them red air. So okay. they're our training aid. So we go down and we shoot our missiles, which is awesome. Do everything right. We turn sideways, which defeats missiles coming into us. And we turn back into the target area. And so I'm this aircraft and you turn this way and you turn back in, this aircraft always gets stuck out of position. That's just like the physics of doing that maneuver. So right away, we turn back into the target area. My flight lead is like two. Um, one is blind, pause it, which means I'm number one, I'm blind. Two, tell me where you are, pause it. And I'm number two. And I'm like, one, I am visual with you. I see you, no problem. I'm at your left seven o'clock, five miles, which means I'm at his left side, the seven o'clock position, um, and I see him, so we should be good. I'm going to get back into position. Yeah. So I start rolling back in position, but I'm still wide at this point. And mind you, looking for an aircraft, you know, like super, super tiny, <laughs> the way that we fly in formation is not like Top Gun where people are, no. are, are flying like where there's a, like a, um, an aircraft, like filling up your canopy. It's super, super tiny. 
So I get like five miles on. He's like, two, I still can't see you. Where are you at? I was like, one, I'm at your left nine o'clock now, five miles, bringing it in, which means I'm getting a little bit closer to him. So another 30 seconds goes by. He's like, two, still can't uh, see you. Now we're not spending all of our time looking at each other. We're doing the mission in front of us looking for enemy aircraft. And he's like, two, I still can't see. I'm like, one, I'm at left nine o'clock in position now with a flash, which just means like, oh, good. I'm, I'm where I need to be. I'm going to start flashing my wings. The eagle is the size of a tennis court, nose to tail, wingtip to wingtip. So it's a big thing, hard to see, easy to see. So we rock our wings. We call it with the flash, rocking our wings. So I start flashing my wings and I get a little bit closer now because I could tell he he still is having a hard time seeing me. And he's like, too, I, I, you know, I don't see you bring it in closer. So I I start getting in. He's starting to get upset on the radio. Yeah. Starting to get upset. Like, (laughs) dude, I'm right here. And then I get off his wing at 3000 feet. I am right there. He's like. I am blind. Where are you? Yeah. And I'm like, one, I am right off your left wing at 3,000 feet with the flash, flaring. Yeah. And I start dropping <laughs> my flares. I'm like lighting up the sky like fireworks, right? <laughs> like, moron, I'm right there. There's a pause on the radio. Two, are you flying off one of the bad guys we just killed out? No. And I look down and I have like, I have all this information right in front of me. I'm like a hundred miles away from my flight lead. Oh no! Went to the target area. And when we turned sideways, I never turned back in. What I did was I saw one of the enemy aircraft that we killed out of the mission. They turned that way and started flying. So I'm flying the wrong way off Red Air's wing, getting closer and closer. And then I look down at the pilot in Red Air and he's looking up at me, shaking his head because he hears the whole thing unfold. But he's not allowed to say anything because he's a training Uh aide. You're not So he's like shaking his head and I'm like, ah, I'm out of position. So then I, I plug it into five stages of afterburner, which yeah. is as many stages as the engine for the F-15C has. Right. Um, five stages of afterburner to get yeah. back into position. Cause now we have to protect the target area for like 15 more minutes. Yeah. So I race back, go as fast as I'm <laughs> legally allowed to, which is very fast, very low to the water. <laughs> and I rejoin on him. Um, right in time for us to kind of like protect this area. Yeah. And don't you know, you fly around in five stages of AB, you go fast, but what else do you do? You burn you a little fuel and gas. All your gas. <laughs> oh, so I immediately am out of gas and I have to RTB. So yeah. I was like airborne for like five minutes with him, basically went the wrong way, rejoined, and then I had to immediately get home because I was out of fuel. So they called me uh, Cinco for flying around in five stages of AB for too long. That's amazing. That is... <laughs> Uh, that is unreal. I'm a big fan of that. That is superb. But yeah, we definitely owe you a drink after that one for sure. Oh man. <laughs> oh, oh that is hilarious. superb. <laughs> I have not heard that one, Cinco. <laughs> yeah. There you that go. It's such a funny, like the there's a real lesson in there too that I'd love to share with people, right? Yeah. Like the information was literally right in front of me yeah. of where yeah. my flight lead was. And I just was so enamored with what I was doing and thinking that I was right and focusing. Like I didn't take in the information that's at hand to make smart decisions. Yeah. So like the lesson yeah. is like, take in the information that you have. That's right there. I would have never been out yep. of position had I done that, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's unreal. What a story. I'm such a fan of these stories. Like they're fantastic. Like they just, they never disappoint. Like I was gripped through that whole thing. That is superb. And like, yeah, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. But thank you. Nice. Um, no, that's awesome. Um, to be fair, with that being said, that's all of our questions for you guys. However, 
have either of you got any questions for myself just you know for us in general as a group or have you got any questions for us at all no i mean i really appreciate uh you allowing us to chat i mean it's so fun to be able to uh hang out with snap again it's been too long it's been over two years since i I left the f35 but we've stayed in touch um uh, here and there but it's really great to to see him so thank you guys for being the forcing function of us being able to reminisce about some amazing times together I mean, the pleasure and the honour is all ours. Um, you know, I was saying to you guys before, and as a group in our chat, we were saying about this before, um, just the fact that we're just a group of friends who enjoy taking photos of aircraft. Someone came up with the idea, how about we do, you know, an aviation slash photography podcast, and we've got the likes of yourselves on here giving us the time of day. Do you know what I mean? Like, at no point did I ever think that it'd be a Monday night. I've got work in the morning, but I'd be sat here chatting to you guys about some of the things we've spoken about. And it is simply superb. And it's not taken for granted. And it's not just myself. Obviously, it's AV Geeks Assemble, all of the, all of everyone um, behind the scenes as well. Um, but, yeah, just a massive thank you for joining us and, and, you know, giving us your time. It's really, really appreciated. It has been an absolute pleasure. And like I say, it has been an honour as well because we do genuinely appreciate your time. Um, and that just about gets us back to base after another flight. So we hope you both enjoyed it and there wasn't too much turbulence. Um, before yep. we go, what we will do, we'll go around um, and so that you, uh, people can find yourselves on social media if you wish to. Um, so if you've got Instagrams or Facebook pages that you're happy for people to follow, obviously feel free to um, to uh, share those now. So Chad, you for you, for example, have you got any Facebook Instagrams that are public? Yeah, uh, you can look up uh, either my name, Chad Blair, or, uh, Studio 64 Productions, I think on Instagram, I think is what I've changed it to now. Okay. And the same thing with uh, Facebook and Studio 64 Productions. Awesome. Uh, Cinco, yourself? Yeah, just Instagram at Cinco Hamilton. Cinco Hamilton. Nice one. Awesome. Um, and obviously myself, um, Afterburner Aviation on Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, the main group as well, AV Geeks Assemble, which is on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, but yeah, like I say, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us for episode 16 of the AV Geeks Assemble podcast. We hope you've all enjoyed it as much as we did. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys. Um, But for those of you listening, please drop us a DM on Instagram or join the Facebook group if you want to give us any feedback. Um, So, yeah, thanks again to this week's guests, Cinco and Chad. Uh, We definitely look forward to seeing your amazing work through Instagram in the future. Um, And for everyone else, uh, stay safe out there and we will see you at the fence.